Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome aboard National Football Show, your boy Dan Cilio. Isn't it great how the NFL starts on Thursdays? As a player, I'm not sure I would dig it, but I love the fact that we get to start talking some football Thursday all the way through Monday, and we're getting down towards the crunch time now of what's going to happen in the NFL. We got some big games this weekend. Obviously, the Eagles are on their bye. Eagles have to figure a lot out, right? During this buy, they have to figure a lot out. I want I want to say this to you too, right out of the gate. I would say this this time around. Do you believe that the Eagles controversy in the locker room is at a fever pitch, or is it at a lower pitch compared to what it was a year ago? And I got a couple topics, and I'm going to compare last year to this year, where we are today. It's been a year since Carson Wentz was taken out of the starting lineup. And there was a gigantic controversy in the locker room, correct? Big, big controversy in the locker room. There was big conversation in Philadelphia, wasn't there? Wentz guy, get Jalen the opportunity. This is why I think it's a little different this time. I don't think you guys have that division inside the locker room that you did a year ago. Where you had a guy, like, you know, and, and plus, Wentz still had to deal with the Foles factor. He had to deal with that. Poor play. The fact that the organization went out and got a quarterback in the second round, that's what made everything so contentious in the Eagle locker room a year ago. Do we all agree? The Foles factor. Winning the Super Bowl. Kid was having an MVP season, and he was on his way to being considered one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Eagles gave him the money for it. They rewarded him for his potential, right? Then they then they draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. And then all of a sudden, a perfect storm started happening on Wentz. He started playing poorly. Team started getting injured. Coach was being questioned. I think Jalen's in a better position than he was a year ago. And I think he's in a better position than what Wentz was in a year ago because you know why? He owns the locker room. Do you agree? He owns the locker room. And there's players in that locker room that are 100% behind Jalen Hurts. So I don't think this year 
is as contentious in that locker room as it was a year ago when people wanted Wentz out and some wanted him in, right? This is, this is something that has been a positive. Now, let me add this little dynamic into this conversation. As I said, it's been over a year now, almost to the weekend. It's been over a year that the Eagles decided to go in a different direction and bench Carson Wentz. Is your football team better this year? Are you in a better place right now as an organization today than you were a year ago? Wentz was benched. People were throwing all kinds of haymakers at the kid. Holds on to the ball too much, which is true. Still. Makes bonehead decisions in critical moments. He's playing better. He's got better. Hey, you know what? He's got better coaching around him right now, too. Colts are still in the mix for a playoff seat. Are you better off? Do you see more potential now, today, than you did a year ago? That's a tough question. That offensive line is better this year because it's healthier. There's age on the defense. There's inconsistency on the defense. The problem that I have sometimes with this group this year is situational play calling. Is it better? Really a tough one here. Do you feel better about where you are right now as an Eagle fan than you did a year ago? You know, as I was coming on the air, I thought about this. I'm like, I looked the date up. It's almost like to the week. They benched them. I want to hear from you guys because I, I, I was kind of, and I've been telling you this, I've been watching the Eagles from 30,000 feet. I want to get your spin on this. Okay? I, I really, I want to get your spin on this because you saw this team every single day. You saw how they went through all the pains of Nick Foles, Carson Wentz a year ago, or two years ago, excuse me. The Hurts went a year ago. The bitching that went back and forth between the front office and the coaching staff. Did that play a dynamic? Are they better right now than a year ago? All right. I'm going to take some of your thoughts, and then I'm going to give you my spin on it. Now, if you're new to the program, just sit back and watch the rest of the guys and what they do. We really appreciate the fact that the show is one of the fastest-growing sports shows on YouTube. We thank you so much for that. Please hit the like button. You've crushed it on hitting the like button. What I do is I put my spins and our content in with you, and we go back and forth. And the topic question, and again, I think the dynamic in the locker room is a little bit different, and I think everybody in that locker room is 100% behind Jalen Hurts because of how he commands the room. But is this organization better off today? Nick Sirianni, too. 
Is it a better situation with Nick Sirianni today and with Hurts than it was with Wentz and Peterson a year ago? Tell me. Appreciate it. Andrew, I'm from Missouri. Show me. How you doing, brother? Chalk it up, Philly. Offense looks better than ever. Potential at wide receivers. Great with Smith and Quez. Tight end position is more secure. Have a great-looking prospect. Running backs look very good. Slay signing, panning out. That is absolutely true. Okay? I love that. New Zealand Philly fan. I'd have to be the most informed international viewer on the Eagles in the country. Congratulations to you, brother. Shout out from New Zealand. Hey, don't ever say Eagle Nation doesn't live outside the confines of Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. There's a great factor there. Big Chris says, give me an accurate arm over character. Hey, I can make a point to that right now, Chris. I want to show you guys something. Hey, Xander, put that up there for a minute. Did you hear what Aaron Rodgers said today? You know what Aaron Rodgers said? Aaron Rodgers was asked a question on the Pat McAfee show. Um, what did you make of the game plan where there were only three passes that were thrown in a football game? And I'm paraphrasing this. You know what he said? Well, I think you still got to take shots down the field. I, I still think you got to throw the ball. In that kind of weather, now you know why Aaron Rodgers and the lack of character would never have won the Super Bowls that Tom Brady won in New England. And you know why? He doesn't want to play inside of a game plan. He thinks he knows more than the game plan. That game plan was perfect. It's about winning, not statistics. Or what kind of impact you have on winning the game. That was a team effort on Monday night beating the Bills. Aaron Rodgers can't play in a team concept. This is a team sport. Whether it takes three passes, and this is something that Nick Sirianni has to figure out still too, and this is why Nick Sirianni struggles with situational play calling. Josh McDaniel had Tom Brady. Don't you think he wants to throw the ball 50 fucking times? Of course he does. But they ran the ball 50 freaking times. They came away with the same victory that they would if they threw it 50 or ran it 50. Didn't matter. They played within the confines of the game plan. You know, I keep going back to that shitty Giants game and that shitty game plan they had for the Giants. Throwing the ball the way they were. Four turnovers. Why? You're the top rushing attack in the NFL. Why would you do that? Makes no sense to me. Know who you are. Know your identity. The Eagles are figuring it out. We run the ball. We play situational. Manage first and second down, not second and third down. How many times do you see the Eagles when they're in trouble in a football game, when they're down three, what is it, third and eight? Big Chris says Rodgers throws in bad weather. Yeah, you know what, Chris? The Patriots win in bad weather. 
great. He plays in bad weather. New England wins in bad weather. New England wins. You're right. Until he gets into a game plan that he can't get himself out of. And you're one in four in NFC championship games. Congratulations to you. You got one of the worst postseason records for any Hall of Fame legend like that going into the Hall. His postseason sucks. As a matter of fact, I'll say this to you about Aaron Rodgers. He's underachieved. You got one Super Bowl? Ben Roethlisberger's got more than you. He has underachieved Aaron Rodgers. Everyone tells me the 85 Bears were the greatest football team ever. They underachieved. They got one title. Peyton Manning underachieved at Indianapolis. One title. Troy Aikman overachieving. Lawrence, appreciate you coming aboard, man. Yeah, Belichick wins, dude. Aaron Rodgers is great. Belichick wins. This is about winning. People are so concerned, and even your eagle owner is always concerned with the optics of how your team performs. Who in the hell cares how you get to the finish line? I say this stuff to you all the time, guys. Jim Furyk's got one of the shittiest golf swings of all time, right? He still won major championships. You know, he's got more major championships than Sergio Garcia does. Jim Furyk. With that crappy-ass, crazy-ass swing. Right? Okay, this is about winning ball games. Ken says Eagles underachieving one Super Bowl. Underachieving? It was a one-year wonder. You couldn't maintain it. Then again, to be completely fair, how many dynasties have been able to contain it, keep it going, maintain it, all of that? Very rare when you see a football team come back and go back to back. That's why it's so difficult. Okay? So I ask you again, is this football team better off a year from a year ago where they were last year to today with all the changes that they made? Coaching. Really, the entire coaching staff. The play on the field, it's a little unfair of a question because last year they weren't healthy. Health has been on their side this year. Do you add the dynamic, the fact that they're going to have 11 draft choices and nearly $50 million in salary cap space? That thing could be even higher. It could be near 60. B. Costello says Eagles won Super Bowls before they were called Super Bowls. They were NFL championships, for sure. But, dude, they didn't have face masks when they won those. You rolled your helmet up in your back pocket when the Eagles were winning championships then. Okay? Those championships back then, you didn't have a face mask, and you rolled your helmet and put it in your back pocket. Matt P says those 2,000 Eagles underachieving five NFC championship games, one Super Bowl appearance, no championships, completely underachieving. 
Carl says no more dynasties. Kansas City's kind of showing you that a little bit, isn't it? I think it's hard to create a dynasty under the Sally Cap era. The only team that's ever been able to really do it has been New England. Smile says Eagle head coach maybe be making a big mistake inserting Hurts back into the starting lineup. We kind of broached that yesterday, Smile. Is it about winning and winning with the rest of these games out? Or is it about looking at your future? Big Chris says Seattle was close. Two NFC championships and a Super Bowl. I don't know. Okay? I don't know. You didn't win it. Bonehead play at the goal line by Pete Carroll. You know what's crazy about Pete Carroll? Think of the two critical games that he's lost. The Texas-USC game at the Rose Bowl with that fourth down, and then that play call on the goal line in the Super Bowl. Carroll's Trojans had that game if they punted away. In that Rose Bowl, they win that game instead of giving Vince Young the football on the 50. They turn the ball over on the 50 midfield. He takes it in with minutes left and seconds left in the Rose Bowl, and they win the national championship. That was a colossal fuck-up by Pete Carroll. Then he does it again with that play calling. Instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch at the goal line, those were two critical losses in his career. He'll never get back. Never get back. Yeah, Chris, with beast mode in the backfield. They threw it. Why? Again, situational play calling. See? Guys, there's a difference in what they do in New England compared to all over the league. There's a situation right there where Seattle came out of their identity on what they were doing. All they had to do was run the ball. They were one yard away. All the Eagles had to do against the Giants was run the ball. Run it 50 fucking times. You'd have won that game instead of having those four turnovers. Have you ever seen a team run for over 200 yards and lose a ball game? Oh, yeah, because you had four turnovers. Because you had a because you had turnovers in the game, that's why you lost. I think this is a tough question. Is the coaching better than a year ago? You know, it is, is, it, is it an unfair question? Are they better? Do you see more upside with Sirianni and Hertz than you did a year ago with Wentz and Peterson? Or did everything just get so clouded in the locker room? The division in the locker room was so divisive to that team's growth. Then the injuries... Then you had the front office becoming more influential and in who was playing because the team and the season were lost. They started pulling players that last game against Washington. Guys, I'm going to tell you something. That was one of the most embarrassing moments I've ever seen in football history, let alone Philadelphia Eagle history. You quit. You absolutely quit. You weren't trying to win that ball game, guys. You quit in that game. Stickin says it's more important to win and get a winning attitude. 
let me tell you about what you're saying there. That is so correct. You're trying to build a culture and attitude in your locker room. You want to win every single time that you step on a football field. Lawrence says, yes, the team's better, 6-7. and seven. Last year, we finished 4-8-1. and one. Yes, we're better. Hey, common sense will tell you record-wise, you're like, yeah. But I'm trying to lay out also all of the particulars with last year's team. Like Anthony's saying here, it's a little unfair because Doug P had beyond normal injuries. It was. It was a mass unit. In terms of football mind, Sirianni's better than Doug. Doug was a moral guy who kept people together. He was a morale guy. The best morality, though, is winning ball games. Andrew says, all I know is that old line is popping. They're killing it. They really are. Just Penn Stone sitting starters when mathematically out is quitting. Yes. If I'm playing, I'm winning. If you're keeping score, I'm winning. Yes. Yes. I don't give a shit if I'm 0-17, 0-16. I'm winning. I'm trying to do everything I can to win. So what? If things aren't going your way, you just put your hand up and call it a day? That's not how I live. And by the way, not, not, not throwing shade because your, your, your take sucks or doesn't suck. I'm just saying I, I, I just don't. I just don't want to play that way. I don't want to be on a football team or I don't want to be on any team or I don't want to be in any business that, ah, shit's not going well. Guess what? You're looking to bail. That's not what I'm looking for. Saint says, we are definitely better this year. You think the organization's heading in the better direction? I think Doug wanted to make Deuce the OC. I heard it was a problem for Howie and Jeff. Yeah, you know why? Why, Lawrence, why do you think that is? Folks, hey, Xander, put Lawrence's up there. Why do you think Deuce Staley's not and wasn't implemented more as the offensive coordinator a year ago or possibly even the head coach instead of Nick Sirianni? Why do you think that is? Guys, why, why, why would you think that that would play into the front office where Howie and the owner would have a say in that. Chalk it up, Sports Philly says, because he loves the run. No, because Deuce would be loyal to Doug. The owner and the GM want the assistant coaches, like they have in Dallas. They want them loyal to the front office because those are the people that hired them. That's exactly right, B. Costello. You see, I hate to do this, but any coaching staff that was assembled by the general manager or the owner is a puppet coaching staff. It's a puppet coaching staff. They don't answer to the head coach. They weren't hired by the head coach. They're loyal to him. Even if the coach is going around, the office is going, we need to run the ball more. That's not why he was hired. Those coaches were hired to throw the ball. So they're going to keep putting game plans together and they're going to be putting these formulas together on trying to get the ball and moving the chains through the eyes of the guy that hired them. Doesn't that make sense? 
Why would I look over at my head coach? And my head coach goes, we need to run a ball more. Yeah, well, I'll work it in, you know. But, you know, my owner and the GM were the guys that really hired me. That makes it impossible to have any kind of cohesiveness with the coaching staff in the locker room when you've got influential forces coming from the owner's box. Or Anthony, that's right. But they want to control the coaching staff because the coaching staff is the one that's going to go back and tell them what's going on. Yeah, how, how about this? Am I right when I say this, guys? There's no doubt that there were there were Judases in Doug Peterson's locker room a year ago. Is that fair? Is that fair? Brandon says Deuce was a strong personality and would not hold back. Am I right when I say that? Okay, I mean, you just that, that's that's the way the personalities were on that football team. Andrew says front office needs to stay out of game day decisions. And it's obviously what's holding him back. Bobby says, obviously, the front office told Doug to tank. Of course he did. Hey, by the way, what was the name of that stupid-ass quarterback that they had at the end of the year? Who was the, what was the name of that guy that they put in? Is he even still on the Eagle team? Or is he on another ball team? Who was that? I forget who that guy was. Remember they said they wanted to take a look at him? I was like this, who the hell is this guy? Who was that guy? I, I, I don't even remember his name. Sudfeld. Holy shit. Everybody in Philadelphia were doing this. I saw their expressions on the sidelines. Holy shit, you're kidding. Yeah, Paul Dudfeld. That's right. But that, guys, but, but, but know this. Doesn't that make it better, though, this year? And don't we see a little more upside now? Right? Because everybody's on the same page. Maybe that's why the team's looking better. And health. All right. I'm going to ask Jason Cole this question. By the way, author of this great book here on John Elway, too. We're going to talk to our Hall of Fame voter, our NFL insider, and we're going to ask him, the same thing. Does he think the Eagles are better now? Was it the right decision to move away from Wentz and Doug Peterson to where you see them today? We'll ask that question. Boatload of big-time NFL games this weekend. A big game tonight. Steelers and Vikings. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Guys, you've been awesome. We'll take a brief time out. We'll get back to you. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? 
I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy Dan Silio. By the way, Jason Cole is a Hall of Fame voter. I'm going to ask him about Jason Kelsey and his shot at being a Hall of Famer. I'm going to I'm going to read some pretty crazy stats off to Jason. And Jason votes on Hall of Fame. He's on the committee that votes for folks to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I think Jason Kelsey has put up an incredible career. Let's do this here. Let's bring our friend Jason Cole in now. Pro Football Hall of Fame voter. He's also got a book out for the holidays. Make sure you guys go to Amazon, A Relentless Life. It's about John Elway and his ability to be able to, without a doubt, go from people who were kind of like doing this, who is this big mouth guy, to being one of the greatest arms in the history of the sport. And in my opinion, one of the top three quarterbacks of all time in pro football history. Jace, I appreciate you doing this, but I want to read some stats off to you here. On Jason uh-huh. Kelsey, before we get into NFL news here, okay. this is what Pro Football Focus, and I don't know what you weigh um, and what you think of their grading system, but 2017, he was the number one rated center in the league. 18, uh-huh. he was the number one rated center in the league. 19, he was the number one rated center in the league. 2020, he was 12th, and this year he's second. Has Kelsey put a Hall of Fame career together? I know that position doesn't have a lot of centers in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and that's one of the tougher positions to evaluate because you have so many guys around you. But looking at what he's done, I mean, if Kevin Mawai is a Hall of Famer, is Jason Kelsey? Why are you asking me to think about guys I don't have to think about yet? 
Why are you killing me like this? Why you do? Why you do? Why you do? Look, I got enough problems with the twenty-six guys who are on the ballot, trying to get them down to fifteen. And you're asking me about a guy I don't have to think about for like five or six more years. Do you know how hard head, this Mr. is, Mr. Stanford? Okay. Oh, okay. So, see, sorry. We're, we're we're back in the news. We're relevant again. Okay. We're we're yeah. we're, we're relevant again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think Jason Kelsey at this point in time is a guy I would love to have a discussion about. I can tell you that right now. Is he a Hall of Famer? I haven't done enough. I, you know, I haven't done enough work. Is he the best center of Bazira? All those kinds of things. Yeah, there's probably. Um, is he that much better than everybody else? All those other questions. Like Mawai was at a level. You know, what was it? Like 17 years. Like it's, and and I watched Mawai block down field right like you know run down 20 yards and take zach thomas who who i think deserves to be in the hall of fame and just you know just turn him into roadkill right They're, like that's what parcells did he brought in kevin mawai to destroy zach thomas right um that was so that you know curtis martin could run for so many yards is Jason Kelsey at that level? I got to do a little bit more work, but he certainly sounds like a candidate that I, I got to do work on. And yeah, you, you, so you, probably have years, to do a, you probably have to do a lot of study on Brady too. Um, you know, I, I want to make sh that, you know, that. Oh yeah. Now, oh yeah. Sorry. Jason Kelsey <laughs> is Tom Brady. Let's equate those two. <laughs> Let's make this jump here. That is so radio. That is so radio to go. Well, Tom Brady. Oh, please. <laughs> you, put, you put you put Jason Kelsey in the same sentence, or at least the same logical progression. Yes, as Tom Brady. Logical. Remember, lot no no logical. That's what. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're a cane, baby. And that's all I can say. That is why okay. you are a cane. Well, let me give you one that's he's better. A great, he's a great player. He's a terrific player. I want to. I want to discuss him. I want to have that discussion about Jason Kelsey. No question about it. I just don't know right now. I can't answer your original question. Can you imagine if he put both guys, both brothers, in the hall? Mm -hmm. I mean, th that that could be a be awesome. Yeah, it'd be unbelievable here. All right, well, let me ask you this then on the Eagles: what they did a year ago—it's almost been a year to the week—that they benched Wentz. They obviously were getting in conflict with Doug Peterson, front office, with Howie Roseman, and also the owner. They made moves at the end of the year. Do you see this organization in a better place? this year and moving forward than you did. And this is even with a Super Bowl winning coach. I mean, Chase, he was two years removed from winning a Super Bowl or three years removed from winning a Super Bowl, and they fire him and they move the quarterback. Are they in a better place today? No. Hmm. It's Why? just okay. Because I don't think they have – I don't know if the coach is good enough, and they don't have a quarterback who I think is – uh, a long-term solution yet. So they're like they're like everybody else. They're in this mishmash, hoping to find one or the other, but hopefully both. But I mean, when you look at what when you look at what they have at quarterback, do you, does that scream Super Bowl winner? No. It may it it Jalen Hurts is the kind of guy. I mean, look. Can they the win it with him? I, I, I think if like they if you can win with Nick Foles, you can win with Jalen. 
Right. If you have everything together and you, you know, like, look, I'm not saying Jalen Hurts will never win a Super Bowl. Okay. But is he a Super Bowl winning quarterback is a slightly different thing. Like, is he a guy who makes you better every single day uh, or every single year so that it doesn't as much matter what's around him as long as what's around him is decent? You know, is he going to make those guys that much better? No, he's more in the Nick Foles gets hot. Gets on, gets on a roll, everything works together, boom. Brad Johnson with Tampa, get on a roll, everything works. Trent Dilfer with an amazing defense in Baltimore, get on a roll, make a couple plays. You got Shannon Sharpie, bails you out on it a couple times, boom, it all works. That's more along the lines where I'm looking at Jalen Hurts. Can, that's the, a guy who can maybe win one Super Bowl in his career if everything's right. Now, that's not bad. You can live with that, Okay. In some ways, I think that Baltimore is the same thing with Lamar Jackson. It's different because Lamar Jackson is a pure threat as a runner that's that, you know, he's a different player than Jalen Hurts. But the sum total is the same thing. If everything around those guys is great, you can win a Super Bowl with them. But they individually don't make the other guys around them so much better that you're always a contender. That's a difference. There is a difference. And 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 I'll go and tell you that Jimmy Johnson was on with us yesterday and he kind of said exactly what you said. And he even made this comment too, Jason, that he thought maybe they had the quarterback in the building, but he wasn't as high on Hertz. He was more high on what Gardner Minshew looked like. And he goes, it was the Jets. Oh, that's because they're, that's, that's they're both hicks. That's why. <laughs> yeah. no, but he was 20 of 25. What? He was 20 of 25 and he did make Excuse that me. offense look different. There's there's a limit to what Gar- Gardner Minshew is best done in small doses. Yep. A game, two games, three games. You get much past that, and the things that he doesn't do well get exposed. That's what happened in Jacksonville. It's what's going to happen again if he plays a lot. I just that's what I see with him. And certain guys are like that. They're all and they're terrific when they're underdogs. They're great. They're always fighting for their job and stuff like that. So I can see Gardner Minshew you know, having like a Case Keenum type of career where you play a long time. You might even get a year or two years where you're the starter because somebody takes the chance. But he's not that – he's still not that guy. Yeah, he's one of the best substitute teachers in the league, right? Yes, exactly. That's – that's that's how – look, this is such a rare thing that we talk about that – is available is so freaking hard to find that guy and and the qualities it takes to be that guy are so difficult to manage i mean it's just that's i mean they are so incredibly rare so you know sometimes you have to make a decision at a certain point in time to stick with the guy you have and just make it work and hopefully he doesn't become too expensive and then you can build, continue to build around them. Um, but boy, you know, it's always that longing desire to get that next great one. That's why, like, like if I'm Pittsburgh this year, like everybody's talking about, oh, Ben's gone and, you know, they'll, they'll move on. If I'm looking at the market this year and I'm looking at the draft, um, I'm making a call. Ben, hey, can we do this? Maybe one more year. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we, you know, like just, just one. Can you help? Can you bail us out for like another year? Maybe like just because it's garbage out there. What's going to be available aside from, 
you know, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. What's Maybe next? Garoppolo. Maybe Garoppolo. Oh, he'll be, he'll be there. He'll be out because he's not sticking around San Francisco, right? And they're not going to franchise him, right? Yeah, no. So I, he, I, I, he, I, I'll tell you what, though. They're winning ball out. games. With he's going to make a ton Jason, of money. they're winning with him. They're winning with him, though, and that's a big deal. Kyle Shanahan not, needs to win some games. Well, he's, he started to win some games again. He'll be okay. But look, they look, they invested Trey Lance. They got they've got an ad campaign talking about Trey Lance being the answer or the future or whatever they call this thing, right? They're invested in Trey Lance, and they got to live with the Trey Lance experience. And if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm just not doing it. Like I'm just looking at these guys going, like you can franchise me once, you can you can franchise me again. You want to pay me that kind of guaranteed money? Good for you. I don't want to be here. I'm never doing a long-term deal. I'm out. Okay? And the longer you make me go through this pain, the less cooperative I'm going to be. Right? And he should just say that to him and they're like, okay. Let's do what let's say maybe we can do like can we do like a, a franchise and trade you kind of deal? So we'll at least get something out of you. And if I'm him, I'm saying no. Like, no, don't even do that. Because I'm just going to sign it and play out the one year. I won't sign with a new team or any of that kind of stuff. That's that. I mean, based on what's happened now, he has to know that they don't believe in him. And that's the bottom line. Absolutely. I want I want to throw this at you here. I'm, I think Bill Belichick is the NFL coach of the year. Um, I know the kid in uh, John, John, Har- John Harbaugh. John what's Harbaugh. that? John Harbaugh's still up there, I'll tell you that. You think Bill right. Belichick, though, th- this could be his best coaching oh, so, job that he's done? Well, nothing's going to match that first. That, that first Super Bowl? The first Super Bowl when you lose your quarterback after two games and then you switch to the sixth-round pick. And I granted, you know, he's Tom Brady. He wasn't Tom Brady in 2001, okay? He wasn't, okay? They won with great teamwork. They won with a, a terrific defense that's been, you know, undervalued, and they made it work with Tom short term, and then they then he started to grow into that role, and that confidence became bigger and bigger and bigger. But you know that that first coaching job is as great as there's ever been. Now, if he wins the Super Bowl this year, maybe. But you know that defense is pretty. That defense is studly. Um, it, it it is, but Jace, let me. Yeah. I want to add this dynamic into it. I heard Aaron uh-huh. Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show yesterday say something, and it was interesting. He was asked a question about that game plan that was on Monday when they only threw three passes, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, I still think you have to throw the football down the field. I think you have to stretch defenses out. And I'm thinking to myself, that is why, and I'll never say this, I always used to believe that Aaron Rodgers could have been in New England and he would have won Super Bowls with Bill Belichick. I'm starting not to believe that because he's unwilling to sacrifice his game. They didn't need to throw the ball more than three times in that game. It was about winning ball games, not about fitting the offense around the quarterback. It was about a team concept and a team structure. That right there is the difference between Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Brady will sacrifice his game to throw the ball. Well, uh, Brady never only threw the ball three times. But but Brady's thrown the ball 150 times like what he did in the Super Bowl. It wasn't a great statistical game. But this guy says this. No, I think you still got to throw it. There's the difference between the two. Brady would Brady would I, run I, the I, ball a hundred times. Guess, Aaron Rodgers I, wouldn't. Right, but is that an absolute in every single game? Like I, I don't, you know, like I don't want. I, 
I'm more than willing to sit here and tell you um, that Aaron Rodgers is a prickly human being, okay, who is difficult to deal with and is very strong-willed. I'm not unlike a quarterback I covered earlier in my career named, you know, Dan Marino, who believed that you got to throw the ball too. Those guys believe in themselves, okay? And, like, if Aaron Rodgers had come out in that wind and looked at that, he probably would have said, okay, this is going to be a run-first game today. But he still has enough arm strength that he could get get away with it. If you have Mac Jones and his arm going into that wind, you're not pl- you're not playing. Yeah, but I don't way. think Belichick, whether it's Rodgers or Mac Jones, is going to come off his game plan. I don't believe he's uh, like do yeah, but it, you know, like Monday was just a weird day. Okay, look, fifty I, mile an hour gust in Buffalo. I, I've been in those. I've been in those. There. I've seen those games. Look, yeah. I've seen Marino's yeah. passes die like like. You know, like a bird yeah. that just got shot. Okay, literally, I've you know I've seen that you know throw into that corner of the end zone where the where the hawk comes over the top. That hawk they call the wind, right? And that thing comes and boom, the, the, you know that ball hits that wind. I saw Mark Royals, who's a perfectly legitimate NFL punter, hit a nice punt. It went straight straight up in the air. Should have been about a forty five yard kick. It goes up in the air. It goes too high. Gets caught in the wind. It was one yard. He's a former team. It landed one yard. I witnessed it. I witnessed a one-yard punt in that wind because it's just weird. Monday was a weird situation. People just don't understand what Buffalo is like. It is the toughest place in the league to play when you're heading into the wind. You just it's impossible. It is. So they played they played a certain type of game that they had to play. They did. All right, hey, hey, Jay's final question for you here. Brady, 44. Is he your lead dog as we make this stretch run for MVP in the league? Probably. I haven't put – look, I, I try not to think about, like, you know, four after four games, after eight games, after 12 or whatever it is. I, I really try and keep my mind clear of that kind of stuff because I want to wait until I have to make the decision. It's sort of like the Hall of Fame. I find myself, if I make a decision too early, I get stuck on that guy. And when other people start to to pass him by, it's harder to change my, my mind. Rogers is pretty far up there too, okay? Even with the whole vaccination snafu thing, Rogers is pretty high up there. So, you know, those, guy, those guys, like you got to think about Kyler Murray. He's missed too many games. You got to think. I just said you got to think about it. You have to have them in your conversation. They are 10 to 2. <laughs> they're the best team in football. They're, they're, they are the best team in football. And and that's hard for me to say because I did not believe in their running game until this year. And I think that James Conner has made a world of difference. And I still am not positive that when they have like a seven point lead, can they take five minutes off the clock in the fourth quarter when the other team has all three of its timeouts and all that? Can they run out a game? I don't know if they could do that, not from a you know normal set. But that kid is when you watch him play, man, he's God, he is just he's special. He surely is. And do me a favor. I, mean, I just learned a lot about you. You don't look too much in the future. You don't look in the rearview mirror. You're more of a today guy. That's why I'm telling everybody, make sure you get this guy's book here, A Relentless Life. I asked him about Hall of Fame. He waffled on me. I asked him about MVP. He waffled on me. That's his typical Stanford guy. It's all right. I get it. 
You guys are more like pontificators. See, I'm more like, of a reactor. No, no, no. We like, oh, no. Don't don't put me as the pontificator in this conversation. Okay. <laughs> so so let's just say this. Okay. You deserve that. Um, <laughs> yeah, because of my spelling on Twitter. I like to consider all options and put a lot of deep and sort of intellectual thought. And this is football, so yeah. intellectual is in quote marks. Um, like, I just... Always remember something, Hoss. Just remember, yeah. like I said, Da Vinci, um, Einstein, name yeah. them. All these guys, Mark Twain, they all spelled bad. And get this, they were like reactors they all to things. Bad. They and that's all how I compare bad. myself. I compare myself to Mark Twain. Just, just so you know, just making sure that we're all on the same page here. By the way, once again, the book. Jason, Mark Twain. I was like, yeah, like it's got to end in a vowel, silly. Absolutely, it? that's right. <laughs> Sammy Sosa's Italian, as far as I'm concerned. Hey, brother, happy holidays to you. I'll talk to you soon, man. Later. I get it, man. That's my friend Jason Cole. Hey, hit the like button. We'll get right back to you. And this is like a waffle meal here, right? I mean, everybody. One day, one guy goes, I, I can't take him. I don't think he's very good, Jalen Hurts. Then the next guy, he's like, this guy's not the guy. Olive. All right. We'll get right back to the National Football Show. You keep it right here. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yeah, okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. 
call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at mesalaw.com. Mesa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Fulia. Timothy says, who's Jason Cole? He's a Hall of Fame voter. That's who. And by the way, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that Jason Kelsey gets into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We get five Hall of Fame voters on our show. Okay? Okay? Big Chris goes, Jason Cole, a.k.a. Muffin Man. <laughs> Oh, Carl says back to the Waffle House. Oh, man. I think Big Sills just got ripped there. Was that, was, was, was that a subtle shot at me, Carl, on this Hurts conversation? I'm starting to think you're right. I'm starting to think you're right, man. But what'd you make of those comments? Thank you. Thank you, Lawrence. Okay. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> That's why I love it, being back, talking to people, man. That holds you accountable for the shit you say. It's great. Instead of talking to sunflower seed people, oh, what was that conversation about? I forgot. I was getting a pedicure. Dude, nobody touches my feet. You get pedicures? Dude, getting pedicures? Mm. No, no, nobody touches the big seals. Like nobody touches the bear. No, no, nobody touches the feet. Man, that ain't working. Kelsey, I want to throw these stats at you again. Big Chris, he was hating on Kelsey. You got to do your homework on Kelsey. 2017, rated by Pro Football Focus. One. 2018, rated by Pro Football Focus. One, top center in the league. Pro Football Focus, 2019. Rated first. 2020, bad year for all. 2020, he was 12th. This year, he's second in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. And he goes like this. Kevin Mawai got up on second levels. I was thinking, well, obviously you're not watching the kid. Because I could get, I could give you five games this year. He was doing that stuff. Dude, I, I mean, and plus the Walter Payton thing and all that, man. He kind of embodies what Philly is, doesn't he? Can I ask you something? Who is the most revered? Who is the most revered athlete in Philadelphia right now? Joel Embiid, Jason Kelsey. Or Bryce Harper? Bryce just won the MVP. By the way, they're bringing him into Philly. I know the Phillies haven't won the series or have been really a threat to get to the series. But I would make this point to you here, guys. 
Okay? Okay? They've really not been a factor when it comes to anything team-wise. Xander says, dog, it ain't Bryce. It ain't Bryce. That team sucks. Yeah, well, baseball is a team sport, too. He just won the Most Valuable Player Award. That's a big deal. So you won the MVP on a shit team? I don't know. That's a pretty impressive statistic. Especially when you have Tatis Jr. and you have Nolan Arenado and them dudes out there. You're telling me you think that that was some, like, just thing they gave to Bryce Harper, the MVP award? I don't think so. Plus the money he makes, the shit he talks, and how people hate on that guy? I know his team sucked. How about, yeah, you could go like this with Joel Embiid. Dude, how many times are you guys going to just flop in the postseason? You know, you can't blame it on Ben Simmons all the time. Can't keep using that guy as a scapegoat. Okay, I mean, look, I'm not, by the way, I'm not a Harper fan. The gold shoes and all that shit, I'm not saying that. Guy just won the Most Valuable Player Award. Oh, well, he sucks? I'll tell you what, he wants to be a Philly for the rest of his life. He said it. I saw him. I saw the press conference. He doesn't want to play in any other city but Philadelphia. That's a far cry from Ben Simmons saying, I don't want to be here any longer and I hate everyone in the city. Okay? Is it Kelsey, Embiid, or Harper? Look, I I threw the only reason I threw Bryce Harper out there was because Bryce Harper just won a major award. And when you win a major award after being brought to your city, because they can't get starting pitching or bullpen help, that's not on Bryce Harper. All Harper could do is take his four swings, get out there and play on the field and do his job. That's for the organization to build it around him. Rosselli, he is horrible. Big Big Chris says Big Sills needs to check that Kelsey parade speech. I saw it. Was Chris Long in that that speech also? I love Chris Long also, man. When they, those guys were on Broad Street, it was fucking awesome. Ben Simmons is terrible. He is. There's no question Kelsey represents that city, man. There's no question. Yeah, Matt, I remember uh, Chris was there because that was one of the most iconic moments like for victory parades in Super Bowl history. That was one of the best parades, especially in a city that's just been waiting for that thing their whole entire life, it seems. You know, I compare this. When Philly won the Super Bowl, I put that right in. Would you guys put this in the same category? When the Eagles won the Super Bowl, what was the previous title? 60, right? I beat the Giants in the 60 championship game. Bednarik's group, right? I, I, I would say this to you, man. Those guys winning that championship was in the same category as the Red Sox finally breaking the curse of the Babe and the Cubs winning the World Series. I mean, dude, Philly fan. Okay, 
I mean, they've been dying for a football team. That's a football city. I don't care what anyone says about the Flyers, about the Phillies. I don't care what they say, man. Sixers, that's a football city. Franklin Field, championships, right? That's a football city. Carl, you're right. It was the Packers because Lombardi said he would never lose again. You're right. Packers. 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 Fresh Prince. Kenny Kenny Pickett is a better version of Carson Wentz. You take him. Not me. No way. I don't see anything in that kid. I think he's going to be. You think he's better than Gardner Minshew? I think Kenny Pickett reminds me of Gardner Minshew. Okay? Minshew staying at Vince Papali's house. Holy cow, you guys reminded me of something. When I take a timeout, I'm going to show you guys something really cool that I got when I was in Philadelphia. Okay? I got something really cool to show you, and I'm going to do that at the top of the hour. You guys are going to love this thing, man. Yeah, man. It, 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 it. Joel Embiid, I love him, by the way. Best big man in a long time. Harper's just a tool. Nobody likes the guy. Now, hey, there's a rumor out there still that Hurts is still injured. You know, he's getting a chance to heal up here. Should they go back to Minshew here? 75%, even if he's 75, 80%, do you think they go and maybe they go with Minshew? All right, we'll reset. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy sh... Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. What the hell we got going on over here? People fighting in the stands? I love it, man. Dude, that's the vet. That's the vet. So wait a minute. Guys, can I ask you this? You guys like the new stadium, Lincoln Financial? I've been there a boatload of times. Or did you like or did you like the old vet? That bitch had some character to it, man. It did, man. That thing had some character to it. It was freezing every time I went there. Every time. The carpet sucked. The whole thing sucked. It was just cold. Underneath the stadium, too, where the Eagles had their facility, because they practiced right there on that thing. Anthony, man. Dude, smile. You nailed it to 700 section. Holy shit. Dude, you could never get out of that section alive. Dude, if you were a Giant fan or you were a Cowboy fan and you went into 700, you'd get your ass beat down. You could get thrown off that, that level onto the field. Man, was that a tough – that was – everyone know, knows about the 700 section at the vet. Holy shit, man. Oh, man. Veteran Stadium was just a fucking holy cow. Paul says the vet had its own judge. Oh, I know you guys had a courtroom in the place. Oh man, that thing was so unbelievably inc- incredible. Escape, what up, brother? Thanks for coming aboard. By the way, everybody, thank you so much. First hour, you banged on that like button. We so appreciate it. As advertised. Big Sills has to show you something that I got when I was at Lincoln Financial. And so I was invited by the Secretary of the Navy. And I'm sitting in a booth, and I posted the picture of me with the uh, Medal of Honor winner, Barney Barnum. He was the first Marine to win the Congressional Medal of Honor in Vietnam. And I've taken numerous pictures, and every time I go back, by the way, the cops in Philly, boom. Okay, your mayor sucks. But the cops in Philly, you guys are spectacular, man. I love you. So who brought up Vince Papali? Who brought up Vince? You think we should get Vince on? Would you guys like to have Vince on? Would you like to have Vince Papali on? Yes, go with Minshew. One more game. Rat stole my peanuts at the... (laughs) 
It was the 700 level. Remember the wing bowl? Oh, yeah, man. Tony Bruno and WIP. Chris, you did? All right. So this is Army-Navy. They gave me a helmet. I got a bunch of these. You guys have the game a lot of the times, okay? Yeah, Vince loves Philly. Well, there's Vince Papali. You signed it for big sales. Hey, Don. I said, Vince, sign this bitch for me. Why not, brother? Every time I'm in Philly, every time I'm in Philly, I see Big Vince. Okay? You like that? Look at that. And by the way, Army Navy, our channel is an enormous military, uh, military loving presence. We love it, right? And there's old Vince. Said, Sills, let me sign that for you. I said, you know what? One guy who in, the one guy who embodied the vet, Dick Vermeil's Eagles, that guy right there. Did you guys like that? That thing's sweet, isn't it, James? Yeah, Vince is working late at the brother. By the way, I love the chick that played in that movie too, Invincible. Guys, you know, I tell people that story all the time. Do you know how unlikely it is that a player played? Um, do you guys remember a dude by the name of Eric Swan? He played for the Arizona Cardinals. I think he played minor league football. I don't think he played collegiately. I, as a matter of fact, I know he didn't play collegiately. He played minor league football. Hey, by the way, Malata didn't play. He didn't play college football, did he? Right? Malata didn't play college football. He was a rugby guy, right? Just think of that for a second. Jordan Mulata didn't play college football. Right? He didn't play college football, man. So Papali, he gets some sort of tryout, some psycho tryout that Vermeil does because he's trying to he's trying to get everybody in Philly to like him. I think he was was he was he hired? What was it? Marion Campbell, he was hired after Campbell got fired. I think it was Marion Campbell, if I'm not mistaken. And um Vermeil comes in there. Has his tryout. Vince makes it. He runs a 4-4, some shit like that. And he actually makes the team for, like, I think three years. Dude, that is totally invincible. You'll never see that in the history of the NFL ever again. Some guy just walks off the street. A football coach gives him a tryout and gives him an opportunity to make a team. And he never played high school football That is or college football. That is never going to happen. Yeah, Matt Hatter, open tryouts. Dude, South Philly T, can you believe that? No college football. And that guy is that guy is a road grader, man. He is fucking incredible. Marion Campbell replaced Vermeil. Okay. It was reversed. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Chris, right. Chris Malata is as close as you get to Vince Papali. Didn't play college football? What? What do you think the odds of anybody getting... And by the way, he was a seventh-round draft choice? Guys, think about this for a second. Okay? He never played college football, and now he's probably going to be the all-pro offensive tackle this year. I don't know who else you put in there. 
Jordan Milata is an all-pro. He's not just – I'll tell you this. I think the Eagles may have two all-pros. You may have Darius Slay and Jordan Milata on the all-pro team. Yeah, Big Chris goes, why don't you just hand it to him, man? He ran when he was in rugby. He was really good in, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Australia. Milata had never played football or put a football helmet on. Insanity. Hey, New Zealand Philly, rugby league player for South Sydney. Let me tell you, my daughter plays rugby, just so you know. I, we love rugby. My, my wife, she coaches a rugby team. No, 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 South Philly teach. Oh, my God. So, wait a minute. So, Milata never played high school football or college football, and now he's an all-pro? That's bigger than the, the Papali story, then. I'm sorry. He he is a bigger – he's replaced Vince Papali. You're right. There's no way he played high school football. No way. So, that guy didn't play any organized football at all in his life, and now he's an all-pro. Holy shit. That is insanity. Okay? Get this. Xander says Milata didn't even know how to strap on a helmet when they drafted him. That's fucking amazing. I thought the Vince Papali story was the craziest story I ever heard for an athlete. Malata is even crazier. Paulie is. <laughs> Thomas goes, shit, he still doesn't. Dude, he didn't play high school football, college football. He didn't know how to put a helmet on. Now he's your all pro. Okay, yeah, that happens every day. That'd be like going down to a bar in Philly, finding the biggest dude in there going, hey, bro, have you ever tried playing offensive tackle or defensive tackle? How'd you like to come out for the Eagles? Yeah, sure. I'll give it a sh- I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try, mate. Looks like you get to knock someone on their ass. Okay, mate. I guess that's what they do. Only mate I know is coffee, mate. This guy's like, okay, mate. How do you put this thing on? Pasquale, appreciate you coming aboard. Dude, missile, he is a beast. Yes, Ken, that's a great comment. Malad is the greatest walk-on player in the history of the Eagles. Dude, he is. No high school, no college, don't know how to put a helmet on. And now he's your all-pro. South Philly T, mate. <laughs> Try that shit in Philly. What are you saying, mate? What's that? <laughs> hey, where are we going here? Remember, you got to drop it. You see? Always remember this, guys. This is universal for Italians anywhere. Boston, New York, Philly. See this? Pittsburgh, you might not get away with it. New Orleans, you might not get away with it. (laughs) Chicago, you can get away with it. There's a lot of paisans in Chicago. Okay, South Philly, that's where you go right here. How you doing? (laughs) Does Mulata use Geico? NFL should do tryouts. Just think of the dudes that are out there. Fly, Eagles, fly. (laughs) Dude, that guy in that cape will always, in that movie, be dope to me. 215. He looks like Reggie White on the old line. 
bro, Reggie White was not as imposing as you think. This kid's 365 pounds. As Chalk It Up Sports Philly fan says, he's literally a freak. Ed Z Philly fan. Dude, all the way from New Zealand. We thank you so much. He played professional rugby in Australia. They scouted him for the International Combine. Okay. And he dominated. Never taken a snap till the Eagles drafted him. That's <laughs> it's the craziest story I've heard since Vince. 385. Man, he wears it well, too. He does. He wears it well. First hour, we asked the question, do you think the Eagles are better today than they were a year ago? Are they heading in a better direction? The locker room dimension is a little bit different, too, right? 100%, would we say that the Eagle players are behind Jalen Hurts? Even with the play of Gardner Minshew, you're not going to divide that locker room. Those guys are all behind and they're all in on Hurts. Do we all agree? That's a different dynamic than it was a year ago. Okay? It's a different dynamic. I think there's more stability this year than I've seen because that the front office and the head coaching staff, and the coaching staff, I should say, these guys were not on the same page. They, they, were, they were bickering, and they were fighting over fame. They were fighting over glory. They were fighting over who got the credit for winning the Super Bowl. Instead of all rowing in the same direction, now they've kind of got that dynamic, right? Missile says, I agree with you. James, yes, they are better off. Jalen Hurts is their guy. You know what's crazy? The last two people we've had on the show, Jimmy Johnson and Jason Cold, they both are saying, I don't see it yet. They're behind Hurts, but can Hurts throw the ball? Lawrence, <sighs> accuracy is so important. I can't dismiss that. You're right. You're right. You can't just dismiss this. Now, it's being reported that Jalen Hurts is still at 75%. You need to win this game to get to 7-7. Seven and seven. By the way, can I show you guys something? Guys, hook me up just to make sure I'm correct, right? Cowboys are 8-4, and four, right? And the Washington Redskins are 6-6, six and six, and the Eagles are 6-7, and seven, correct? I think that's the records. So after this weekend, if things play out right, Cowboys could be eight and five, still in command. The Washington Redskins are a game out of first place in the NFC East. And you're there at six and seven. Okay. Let's do this here. Let's go further out. You end up beating Washington. You turn around, you're seven and seven. Favorite drink. Washington becomes seven and seven. Cowboys got another tough one on the flip side. They've got to lose. They've got to lose one more. And they got Washington again, if I'm not mistaken. Okay? The Cowboys, let's just say they go to nine and five. The Eagles are going to be two games out. 
with Washington having another shot at them, the Giants are going to be in there, and you guys could be playing at that final week of the National Football League for potentially the NFC East title. It's not that far out of the possibilities, and I'm going to tell you why. Tony Pollard is hurt this week. He's got a foot injury. They're talking about sitting Ezekiel Elliott versus Washington because they have this lead in the NFC East. You want them to think that. Now, look, all these tea leaves have to line up correctly. The stars have to make the right constellation. I'm totally I, – I understand. Pipe dream, not so much because here's why. Remember what I told you guys a couple weeks ago? What did I tell you? We have to have Washington playing well. Remember I said that? I've been hammering that. Washington has to play well for you to catch Dallas. Guys, I'm going to keep doing this to you, man, and I hate it. That, that giant game that they lost in the Meadowlands could come back to haunt them. It could come back to haunt them. Such a poorly constructed game plan. I'm not going to walk back on losses like that, but Jesus, criminy, that game still sits with me. And I told you that you can't lose a game when you run the ball for 200 yards and then you turn the ball over four times because of the ineptness of the play calling that puts you in a position to have to throw the ball. You don't want that. I agree with you, Heat. Washington wants blood. They smell it. They're playing... They're playing the best football of any team in the East right now. Trey Dog says Washington always plays Dallas tough. They do, man. That game is always nip and tuck. That that game is always always close, dude. I, 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 I the Giant and the Eagle games are always close. They're always close, always close. Paul says, "You think Howie made Sirianni throw the ball for that Giants game?" No, I just think Sirianni's feeling it. And again, remember what I told you? Listen, guys, go here. I'm going to give you the comparison one more time. I said it in the first hour, Paul. Follow me here, Paul. So Aaron Rodgers complained. Right? Well, I don't want to say he complained. He commented on the game plan that Mac Jones had on Monday. And he said this, well, that's me. We're throwing the ball. You got to figure out how to get the ball down the field some way. Why? Why, Aaron? You won the game. Belichick didn't need to throw the ball more than three times. It's not about you. That right there in a nutshell is all I will ever need to know about Aaron Rodgers. He's unwilling to compromise. And I'm going to give you another one. This is why Jalen compromises, guys. Troy Aikman compromises. Tom Brady compromises. Phil Sims, they compromise. Dan Marino did not want to compromise. Dan Marino didn't win championships because he never wanted to develop a running game. He had 1,000-yard rusher in his entire time in Miami. He never wanted to put a running game together. He never wanted to be responsible for getting a running game going. That's why Jimmy, when he walked in there, he goes, we got to trade this guy. He tried trading them to Pittsburgh. Wayne Heisinger floated in and stopped it. They never were going to win after that. 
Dolphins were never going to win because Marino was unwilling to compromise his game for the betterment of the game plan. Not the team. He's not the fact that I'm talking about him being a shitty teammate. I'm talking about him not wanting to compromise himself on being able to do what's in the best interest of the team in the game plan. Coaches have jobs. Players have jobs. Trainers have jobs. Equipment managers have jobs. Everybody has a job in the building. You're not brought in to, to question those guys' takes on what they're doing. They're professionals too, dude. You see, that's where it comes down to. Aaron Rodgers doesn't respect everybody in his building. Whereas Tom Brady respects everybody in the building. Jalen Hurts respects everybody in the building. Why do you think everybody's in love with Jalen Hurts? Everybody in that building is in love with him because he respects the equipment managers. Why do you think they don't really have such a good spin on Baker Mayfield in Cleveland? Shit's on the doctors. Shit's on Duke Johnson's contract. Shit's on a coach, Hugh Jackson. Nobody wants to hear that stuff. People are brought in. When you're in the NFL, it's professionals. It's professionals. That's why Jalen has command of that locker room. By the way, Carson Wentz never had command of that locker room. Carson Wentz could never get command of it again. Because you know why? How about this? I'm just going to use this number. If you had 100 people, okay, and you were a star of a team, a star guy on the team, and all of a sudden that star got taken out, and this other dude wins the Super Bowl, there's always going to be 20% of that room that's not going to believe in you. Look at what the silent majority does on Twitter. The silent majority that screams the loudest in many aspects in our society today, they have the loudest voices, even though the silent majority rules. That's how Trump became president of the United States. 20% of the people in the country were bitching about Trump, and the other 80 voted for him. That's exactly what happened here. The 20% took Wentz out, and Wentz couldn't deal with it. In my opinion, that's on Carson, too. Yeah, Andrew, I agree with you. Spa says, yo, my thing is they act like Minshew beat the Patriots. He beat the Jets. It's totally true. Who game planned for Jalen. That second half didn't look like the first half. Bob Bob says, I like Kurtz. But he has to get more accurate. That's going to come with more playing time and more reps, Bob. We need a team, not someone and a generational talent. That's how you won the Super Bowl in 17. You won as a team. Lou D says, Hertz is basically a bodybuilder in the gym, putting up big weight. If we can balance his skills so he can run and pass, he could be one of the best QBs in football. Yeah, well, you've got to be willing to do that. Are you? Are you willing to put that style and build a team around him? Last two people we've had on two days in a row, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy was more impressed with Minshew. 
He was more impressed with the way he threw the ball, 20 of 25, 246, two TDs. It resembled the pro-style passing attack. Again, it's the Jets. Cam says, and stop hesitating. He doesn't seem confident in himself. He, he, he. Cam, you're saying he's late on his throws sometimes. He's late on his throws because he's not sure where to go with the ball. It's correct. Cam says because of his legs. That's that's a great comment, Cam. Bill Walsh told me, you know, when I was, it was funny. He goes like this. So what do you see in a quarterback? I go, well, this guy's got a great arm. He goes, already I know you don't know what you're talking about. I started going, okay. He goes, the quarterback, the great ones are because of their feet and their legs. Being able to get back into a seven, process the information, being able to know where to throw the football, those are the great ones. What makes Montana and Brady the best is the processing of the intel and where to throw the ball. You've got to find the open guy or the single coverage guy. And those guys are masters at it. Like many of these guys, like Jonathan Gannon, you think Jonathan Gannon's going to come up with a game plan that Tom Brady hasn't seen before? Because how many times has Tom Brady practiced situational play calling? That's the one thing the Eagles have to get better at is situational play calling. That's what cost them the Giant game. That's why I'm still a little leery as you're going forward here. Do you go back to Hurts? Because, look, if you're going to go back to Hurts, you need to resemble what you saw in New England on Monday night. And you've got to be comfortable with that system. You've got to be okay with that. It's, it's understand, like, see, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have been comfortable with Monday's game plan. He said it yesterday on the Pat McAfee show. He wouldn't have been comfortable, which meant this. He wouldn't have been comfortable with the win and the way they won. What are you, Howie Roseman? I thought the objective was to win the game. I hate when I hear that. I don't care if you win the ball game three to two. I have no caring. Well, that was an ugly game. Who fucking cares? Did you even your record? Will anybody in 20 years know anything about that game? No. We'll think 10 seconds about it two weeks from now. You think people are going to go like this? Belichick won a game. Just throwing the pass. Only three times. Or do you look at them now going like this? Well, they are nine and four. I mean, that's a crazy way of, that's right, Thomas. This is about winning ball games. So Mike McCarthy said something today. This guy had, what was he talking the other week uh, about butt powder? When they got destroyed by the Broncos, he was talking about butt powder. Man, I think this guy sucks. I think he stops the um, the Cowboys from doing anything. And this is why I think the Eagles can catch him. I want to hit on that. I think there's a big game for Mike Zimmer. A little bit more on Jalen and a little bit more again, too, on the football team. I'm talking Eagles being better today than they were a year ago. And I'll tell you why I think they are better today than they were a year ago. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. 
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at mesalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. Your boy, Dan Silvio. By the way, guys, please hit the like button. Spectacular stuff you guys have been doing for us. Thank you so much, man. I love our conversations. I believe this. I have the smartest audience for sports on YouTube. I know Pat has built a dynasty. By the way, he's the number one broadcaster in sports in the country. You know why? He owns the money belt. It's not subjective to any conversation. When you have the money belt, you're the champion. When Floyd Mayweather was commanding $120 million per fight, okay, I don't care what anybody says. The rest of these guys like Pacquiao and them dudes are putting $25 million on the table for a fight, and he's putting $100 million in his pocket. When you own the money belt, you're the champ. You know, all these guys, well, this guy here, he's really, you know, he's got a great voice, and he's this, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. What does he make? You must like those coaches' pats on the back. Well, this guy's a really fabulous broadcaster. I don't care if you think Pat sucks on the air. Advertisers are buying him. That's what this is about, dog. Okay? 
Thank you, Alexander. No, no, no. You guys are making it great. Dude, I've only been doing this, Xander, what? Since April 26, guys. I've never done anything like this. Okay? In my entire life. And I'm really starting to love it. More so than even radio. Not going to ever diss radio. I won't ditch it because I really love it and I was brought up on it. I've been doing it for 27, 28 years. Okay, but I'm really starting to fall in love with this thing here. And it's because of you guys. Hey, that's right, Eastside. Here, can I? I'll do a cheap man's version, okay? Well, Daniel, I've been covering the Eagles for 50 years. And I can promise you I've never seen anybody more electric than Devontae Smith. He's just got a presence about himself. I know that sucks. I apologize. <laughs> Dude, that, okay, it's blasphemy, right? It's all good, man. So Mike McCarthy comes out. Wolfman Dan, I beat his ratings when I was on 1090 in San Diego. That's the station that was on American Graffiti. I had higher ratings than he did in Morning Drive. I don't. Yeah, Big Sills the highest rated in the history of that station in Morning Drive. Thing was on for 80 years. Then I go across the street and I can't get a rating point. Go figure. <laughs> go figure, right, man? Oh, it's terrible. I think I hollered too much in Miami because I was always bitching about the program sucking. So let me get to this. Mike McCarthy goes, we're going to win this weekend. We're going to win this weekend. Yeah, Wick, my, my southern accent, oh, my God. Hey, guys, I'll tell you a real quick story before I get to McCarthy uh, blowing his horn here about them winning against Washington this weekend. So I did the ultimate cardinal sin in San Diego. You guys know who Jerry Coleman is? He's a legendary Yankee, played with Mantle. who's Mantle's best friend, right? And so he became like the legendary voice of the Padres. And I kind of was like, all right, yeah, all right. Okay. So I get out to San Diego, and they go, oh, yeah, man, Jerry Coleman was our legendary voice. And um, he, you know, he just passed away. And I go, Jerry Coleman, Yankee? And they go like this, no, 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 Jerry Coleman, Padre. I'm like, no, 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 no. In my neck of the woods, Jerry Coleman was a New York Yankee. The colonel was the Yan was a Yankee. He was a what the voice of the Padres. That's great. He was a, he's a Yankee. That didn't go over well. You see, when you talk sports in Florida, most of them are from Philly and New York and Boston anyway. So they liked it. That's why I crushed it in Tampa. Dude, I was doing nine shares in morning drive. It's crazy. It's just like number two in the market. Across the board, 12 plus. It was crazy. Yeah, it was all people from Philly, New York, and Boston. Pittsburgh, too, down in Tampa. Miami's a different story. So let me get back to this McCarthy thing here. Mikey the Mad Dog. Love them dudes. I love Chris Russo. Frances is an asshole. And, I, and I've said that to his face because I've seen him treat people bad. Okay? Francesca is an awful human being. Chris is a, a, is a sweetheart of a guy. But that's probably what made that, that tandem work is because you had that guy and then you had Chris Russo. Russo would give it back to you. The only reason Chris Russo can't do the show, he's on the same time we are. Or Chris Russo would be on with us. Maybe we'll get him when he has a vacation like we did Carton. 
Okay, so we'll get with that. Um, okay, so McCarthy is guaranteeing a win like he's Joe Namath. Why would a coach do that? There's a couple factors here that maybe play on the side of Mike McCarthy here with this. Didn't the owner a week ago or a couple days ago take shots at the wide receiving core? Okay, didn't, didn't he take a shot at him? You know, uh, the wide receivers are causing Dak not to be as consistent. So maybe Mike McCarthy, what he's doing is trying to throw some shade out there that, hey, get this. We're all in this together, wide receivers, everybody, coaching staff, teammates. Don't worry about the noise. Let's go win. It could be that. I think it's pretty ballsy of Mike McCarthy to throw that out there after Jerry Jones made the comment about the wide receiving core. But why would McCarthy say that? Because you know why? He has doubts. He's starting to doubt his team. He thinks his team is getting too tight. So he's trying to take some of the pressure off them and put it on him. Let me explain to you. If I get into a fight with somebody, I'm not going to go like this. Hey, I'm going to beat that guy. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to jump into the ring or into the bar and beat the fuck out of you. And then I'm going to walk out. Now you can't leave. That's my mentality. Now you can't leave. <laughs> okay. You're not... I don't need to have some I don't I don't need hey Bobby I don't need bulletin board material. I'm going to go beat the shit out of you. Hey. Forte. Sonny. Hey Cologino, do me a favor. Go shut the door. No, no, Sonny shuts the door. Now you can't leave. <laughs> That's how I like to play football. Okay. Go take a look at my quotes when I played. I call people the most overrated people on the planet. Cilio backs his big mouth up. Headlines in the Miami Herald. I talk more shit. I put a headline out there that the Herald put out there. Cilio backs his big mouth up. If you go to my Twitter page, I promise I'll tweet it. Okay? I promise I'll tweet it. Cilio backs his big mouth up. I said we were going to beat Oklahoma and we were going to beat the shit out of them. I said it's going to take a team like us to take them out. Then someone right before the game went like this to me. Sills, what else do you think about Oklahoma? I go, well, it's time to stop lipping and start hitting. Let's go get them fuckers. Let's go play 60. Mike McCarthy's nervous. He sees some flaws in the character of the team. Bob says, put him in the bathroom. You're all over me. No, 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 no. I'm not having him roll the dice looking at that face. Get him in the bathroom. Sonny, I got money. Get him in the bathroom. I'm not having him roll the dice. When he sees coffee cakes, get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get him in the bathroom. Put him in the bathroom in there. 
<laughs> Get him in the bathroom. <laughs> right? Hey, you did good today, kid. That's it? <laughs> hey, I, I, I hung out a couple of them joints when I was a kid. That's it? Jesus, Christ, he must have got 50 beers. Hey, Spider, go get me. Spider, go get me a drink. Oh, look at him now. He's dead. <laughs> you gonna let a guy like that talk to you like that? Holy shit, Spider, here's some money. What are you doing? You gonna let him talk to you like that? Goodfellas. Casino. Casino is kind of a mafia movie. Put him in the bathroom. <laughs> McCarthy's a... <laughs> yeah, why don't you dance that drink over here, right, Big Breast? Dance that drink over here. Yeah, Mike McCarthy's nervous, man. He knows Washington's coming for him. I'm telling you guys. Washington's going to put a hurting on that team. They're running the ball and playing, even without Chase Young. They're playing good, dude. They're playing good. MJ says how he did good getting Minshew. We raised the draft value for 2022. They did. Very few quarterbacks out there. It's a great point. Supply and demand says Denver, Carolina, Saints. Second or third for Minshew. Okay. I love Bobby Habert. What a great friend. I played against him when he was at the Saints. Love him. One of my favorites. Love, I love Bobby Habert. Did such a great job. If I'm not mistaken, he's an old USFL guy, too. As old USFL, I say the Michigan Panthers. I think he played with the Michigan Panthers. Yeah, so <clears throat> absolutely, man. Mike McCarthy sees it. He knows what's up. All right. What should they be working on in the by the Eagles? How big is this game for Mike Zimmer and Pittsburgh tonight? I want to hit on that. Raiders in Kansas City. How about the 49ers and the Bengals? That's actually going to be a pretty big game this weekend. I think the game of the week, though, is going to be the Monday night game. Rams and Cardinals. So much still to hit on. Guys, please hit that like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just... 
disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy Dan Cilio. Guys, thank you, man. Please hit the like button. Another sensational day you guys are putting us through here. I'm telling you, man, we're growing and growing and growing. My God, I haven't even been doing this for a year. And our show is just continually growing, man. I mean, Xander was telling me when we first went on, just a couple people would just check us out. Now we're, I would say this, we've probably increased the show at least 10,000% since April. Is that fair, Xander? At least 10,000%. I mean, from where it was at the beginning to where we are now, it's stunning, actually. I'm all over it, man. I mean, it's got to be, right? Sanders said we used to have eight people in here talking to us. Big Chris goes, who's Xander? Xander, come up here, man. Because you're right. I keep doing this all the time, and I got to have Xander. I mean... I sound like I'm talking to some idiot guy. No, no, no. You know what I sound like I'm doing? You know when 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 um, Rush was on and he had Bo Snurdly? I see Bo Snurdly now on with Fox News. Finally, somebody had his chance. There he to is. To understand who he is. This is Xander, folks. It's all about you know, He's the guy that goes, Silio, do me a favor. Will you please shut the hell up? Okay, let me finish my point here. So you had a problem with me saying Bryce Harper was, like, in the conversation with being – No, I just don't think he's – I don't even think he's bigger than Embiid in this city. Baseball's he just not won really an MVP. Well really, dude, the team sucks. He won an MVP. Yeah, but the team is miserable, dude. The biggest baseball watchers I know in Philly don't even watch baseball anymore. How about this? Kelsey is the dude, then, right? He's the face of Philly. I love Kelsey. I think is Kelsey's there, the dude. I want to play his speech Xander. on the show. Someone put that in the comments. I thought that was great. Xander, has there been anybody in the last 20 years that you could put a face to that besides Kelsey? I mean, I don't think – I don't – I wouldn't know. But in my time, I mean, 
I'm Kelsey's to pretty awesome, dude. He won the Super Bowl, got up on there. Dude, that was that great. Speech, like, that's, that's pretty awesome. I don't know how you can embody Philly. And by the way, winning is all we care about. So when that's you right. do that after a win, I mean, you know. That's right. Gonna be, the fan base will love you. That's right. No matter how much people like you, if you don't win, okay, everything else is irrelevant. Yeah, that's why Bryce Harper, I said. I mean, he's a great player. He's a great player. Baseball takes a lot more than one great player. So I'm not saying it's Bryce's fault, but I I would immediately remove him from that conversation if the team's not relevant. How about Iverson or Kelsey? Iverson's a legend. I love Iverson. (laughs) Okay, so wait a minute here. So here's the standard. Kelsey now, but, hey, you know, it's uh... (laughs) – Iverson was different. He never won either. Yeah, but there's something about that dude. Right, there's something about Iverson that just he embodies Philly. I mean, he's awesome now. He even goes to the games now, and ever and they show him the big screen. He's still dapping up all the players. I mean, he's great. I love him, man. I love him. So everybody, that's Xander, and he's going to be making more appearances. Thank you, Xander. I'm on every show. I'm producing every show on this on Jacob Media. So that's what he is, man. They know me through the chat, but they don't see me too much. Yeah, well, we're going to start doing a little bit more here with that there too. So. Right, Absolutely. Please. Dawkins? How about that one, man? Oh, Dawkins is a good one, too. Dawkins is loved in Philly. You know, how, how do you guys look at Philly. how do you guys look at Barkley? I mean, I just like Charles, but I don't I don't know if Charles is revealed as a Philly guy. I like him on NBA TV because I think he's great. Oh my god, he's one hey, that he's show, great. that T that TNT show is the best pregame. And I'm show. not a, I'm not a big basketball guy. I don't watch much basketball. Right. No, no, no. That's the point. But, Xander, it's I'm not, I'm not either, but I'll tell you what I am. That show I used is to be so man, the product's good. gotten so bad. What's that? The product has gotten so bad in the NBA. There's I mean, no watching regular season NBA is is not worth it to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they don't they don't even care really. But you know, Xander needs a kangaroo. Uh, uh, that must be something. My dad, my dad rocks the kangaroos. <laughs> no, I don't rock the kangaroos, dude. I go the beanie and the eagle and the eagle sweatshirt. I love it, man. I love all it. All right, Dan. Good, good Paul, finish, brother. Paul, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Kobe's Philly. Xander and I talked about that a little bit. Kobe's Philly strong, for sure. What do you think Mamba mentality is? Guys, Mamba mentality is Philly mentality. You knew that, right? Paul, he just called it. Mamba mentality, but it was Philly mentality. Yeah, old Cole, the, the NBA guys, I mean, they look at the regular season as filler until they get to the postseason. Well, if you don't care about it, why should the fan bases care about it? You know what, Big Chris? I never really thought Randall Cunningham, while he played, embraced the fans. I think Randall Cunningham in retirement has understood he made a mistake by not embracing the fan base when he was here playing. Does that make sense to you? I don't think he really... Here, I think Donovan McNabb now appreciates the fans in Philly more today than he did when he played. Because you know why? Donovan McNabb's made a lot of mishaps in his post-NFL career. He should be a network guy. But because there's been some mistakes, the only place that embraces him still is the city of brotherly love. 
Philly's the only place that allows him mistakes and still embraces him because he, because he put his ass on the line for you every Sunday. That's why it's important as you get older to know that, okay, I performed in this city. Why do you think when you go over to my – and Xander sees it too. Why do you think when you go over to my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show, and you see Hurricane fans blasting me or saying something to me and still continuing to care what I think because they know what I did there and my voice matters with the Canes. It matters. When I say something, people respond. They may not like it, but I don't care. I have a comment about that program. You don't like it? I have no regrets on anything I've ever said about that program. Okay? That's why when a guy like Donovan, and I said this about Randall, I'm glad you guys feel that way. Okay? Randall Cunningham should have won a Super Bowl, but he broke his leg. The Fog Bowl. Jerome was in that game. Okay? Ken, no doubt. Bed and Eric. Probably the greatest Philadelphia sports hero of all time. If you're going to put a Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia sports icons, Bed and Eric's on it. Bed and Eric's on it. Schmidt's on it. Would you put Wilt on it or would you put Dr. J on it? 67 title, one of the best teams of all time. I believe they won 69 ball games that year. Would you put Wilt or Dr. J? 83 team did win the title. Bednarik, Schmidt. Oh, Clark. Bobby Clark's got to be on it. Clark, Schmidt. Bednarik, Bednarik, Schmidt, and Clark. Lindros, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Would you put Steve Carlton on that thing? God, I love list. Man, I do. Would you put Reggie on that list? Would you put Foles on that list? Bernie Perrant, Carl. He follows me on Twitter, man. It is an absolute honor to have Bernie Perrant following me on my Twitter page. Guy won those cups, goaltender in that net for the Flyers. Broad Street bully guy, man. Oh, it's dope that he follows me. Iverson. Bednarik. Schmidt. Clark. Yeah, you got to win a title. Got to win a title. Got to win a title. Howie Roseman. Thank you, Dion. Jackass. Oh, wait. Got to be somebody from the Super Bowl team. <laughs> Do you put Foles on that? No way. You can't put Nick Foles on that thing. You can't put Foles on that. Would you put Kelsey on it? He was on that Super Bowl team. Bednarik, Schmidt, Clark. Kelsey? On the Mount Rushmore of Philly sports icons? Would you put him on that? I'm trying to think. 
Dick Allen? I don't think so. I don't think you put Dick Allen, right? I don't think you put Connie. Ah, nah, he's a manager. I don't, you don't put that guy on there. Yeah, no, man. You, yeah, who would be the last guy? Lane Johnson, Dawkins. You got to put Iverson. I know Iverson didn't win. You, you got to put Iverson on that list, man. Iverson is Philly. Brandon Grant, Seth Joyner. Don't forget Rocky. Thank you, Aaron. Always, hey, Aaron, I'm very partial to that take because it's clearly a paisan. Reggie White. I think you got to put Dr. J on it. Oh, man, that's a tough one. The last guy. Iverson, Dr. J. <laughs> oh. How about Doc Rivers? How about Ben Simmons? <laughs> Ryan Howard. Holy shit, you talk about eating a contract at the end of that thing. Good grief. Right? All right, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. We had a lot of fun today. We really did. Thank you so much. And if you missed any of the show, please replay it. Go back and watch it a little bit later on. We can't thank you enough for what you guys done. Again, hitting that um, like button the way you guys do. Just thank you so much, man. If you missed any of the other shows, too, Jimmy Johnson, was talking about Gardner Minshew and also Jalen Hurts. You can go back and watch that if you missed that. Um, it's been a big hit so far this week, so we really appreciate it. Just to give you a little heads up, too, Seth Joyner is going to join us next Tuesday, so just make sure you 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 keep that on your calendar, too, to know that Seth is going to be there with us on Tuesday. I want to promote that. So till tomorrow, have a great time watching Vikings and Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to pull off the win tonight. Mike Tomlin just continues to win. I believe they win. We will have a football Friday. Stu says this, in my opinion, Iverson, dude, Xander loves him too, man. And I do too, man. Iverson, in my opinion, that guy is a generational dude, man. That crossover he did on MJ should get him on the Mount Rushmore in Philly just because he had that crossover on MJ, right? You guys have a great one. We'll see you tomorrow, four to six. We'll see you on the flip side. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.